welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the little bird marketing podcast. We tout ourselves as the modern podcast for the modern entrepreneur. And I am so excited to have a great guest, somebody I met who just, you know how you meet and you just, you know, you have something in common. So without further ado, welcome Nancy Milton. Ta-da! You're I'm here. <laughs> oh, I have been just so looking forward to this, and we have so much to talk about. I think our issue is going to be actually paring this down. I'm aware of that. I'm going to do my <laughs> darndest listeners. I promise you. Well, I do a little fun thing at the beginning, so uh, just to let our the listeners know where we met and what we have in common, and kind of why are we on this uh, together. So I do this idea of a Venn diagram. Here is Nancy Milton. Here's Priscilla McKinney. So. So where do we meet and what do we have that is just absolutely unique that is never going to overlap? So uh, okay. I'll get you, you come out. Well, you're Canadian. Canadian. So. You're going to hear A. You're going to hear mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. how I roll. Prepare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, you know, what we have in common, I'll share one thing and, and you can kind of expound on, you know, why you think we kind of keep finding ourselves in the same places. But I feel we are obviously female professionals. We are really trying to take our businesses and our mindsets to the next level. And that involves also taking our contacts to the next level. And I feel like we are both end up in places that uh, where people are searching for that higher level of not really accountability. And I wouldn't really say inspiration either, but maybe camaraderie. I like it. There's a piece to me that also made you and I stick. We know who we are. Mm-hmm. We've done that other stuff. We're done that stuff. Mm-hmm. We're sticking with who we are mm-hmm. and we're going for what we want, mm-hmm. right? So we've got things that we believe in. We lead with our values mm-hmm. and through that, our businesses are thriving and every client that we work with that's a synergetic fit, we're magic. Well, magic, magic in the fact of what's created between us. I, I love that idea of magic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was just talking with my business coach about, uh, you know, my ideal client and one thing that she said in that that I could not agree with more is that, you know, my my ideal client is someone who loves it when I succeed, when my business grows, when they see us take it to the next level. There's a real, that kind of a camaraderie. There's just a beautiful openness like that. And I see that in you too. You know, when you have, when you're doing coaching and facilitation and in, and even, you know, in your, in your keynotes, that other people that they're pulling for you, that they are, they completely understand who you are and they can sense it almost when you move to the next level. Wonderful. You know, it's interesting. For the last number of years now, my business has been a hundred percent warm lead referral. Wow. <laughs> I can teach others on on how to make a you know prospecting, cold calling. I can do I can do all that, uh-huh. and I do all that. Yet uh, it's warm lead referral, and to me, there's such a pride in that for me because mm-hmm. of the impact that people have with working with me. Right. And as you know, you need to bring all of you to every interaction. So I need to make sure I'm getting enough sleep. I'm working out. I'm oh, eating the yeah. right foods. So, and, and making sure I also don't have too much on my plate. That, uh, and I'm, I don't use like the word balance because balance to me, I picture myself standing on one foot mm-hmm. with a plate on my head <laughs> and one in each other hand, right? Ha, ha, ha. How long can you make this work? 
Yet it's to me, it's more about being connected to myself, being at my center of my core. Because when I've got that system working, mm-hmm. everything else works around me, including what I'm able to do to help my clients get where the way they want to go. Well, I like your image of balance. I don't like that word either <laughs> because people always say work life balance. I'm like, there, uh-huh. you know. That also, I don't like the idea of people talk about in marriage just like fifty fifty. Oh my gosh, when has fifty fifty ever worked for anybody? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's not this sense of this goes here and this goes here. It's such a fluid type of a thing. My only difference to my picture is that somewhere there is a a drum or something I have to keep beating in that, that you know, or some kind of a stupid instrument I'm supposed to be figuring out how to play. So I hate that word balance. <laughs> I love the drum piece, girl. Oh, yeah. It's, you like it's that? about you getting your rhythm. Yeah. Yes, so, I like that. Yeah, but we don't want to teeter over here. We just don't even want that <laughs> that idea. So so give me a fun fact. Where What's, what's something that's outside uh, of our Venn diagram? Sure. Outside of my, well, two come up for me. One, I've won a car before in a race. Oh it had my gosh. nothing to do with my marathon speed and ability. Mm-hmm. I raised the most amount of money in the race. And the mm-hmm. other thing is that I can tap dance. Really? And I don't mean, I don't mean like a little <laughs> tap dancing. I mean like 12 years of tap dance under my belt, I can tap dance. Like yeah. who's the other really famous <laughs> person? What, isn't it um, – oh, no, it's Christopher Walken. It's a tap dancer. He is a tap dancer. It's, it's a beautiful. hidden talent. It's so awesome. <laughs> I don't <laughs> tap dance. Use it, right? Like on March on St. Patty's Day, uh-huh. I can I can do a mean jig because of that. But it's once a year I use it. Really. Oh, anyway, that would be so my awesome. fun fact. Well, that's and my what, birthday. So oh, perfect. I'm ready to celebrate. Celebrate for my birthday. So, well, let's yeah. give people an idea about who you are, kind of the, you know, you, you're such an amazing um, uh, a business coach, but a personal coach. And just uh, kind of give us the, the nutshell about Nancy. Absolutely. So I actually call myself a presence advocate. I love it. And to me, what that means is that I help people bring more real to their lives. How I came to that? is that consistently when I would ask people, like, what what did you get out of working with me? It kept coming back to that. Great example. I had a guy in my session. He had been with his uh, wife for 13 years, married for 10, and she had left him just before uh, he had joined me in a seventh-month-long series I was running. And after the second month, she came back. I had no idea any of this had gone on in the course. And he emailed me after the course, shared this with me, and said, I know I've got a long and a hard road ahead of me, but because of what you've taught me about what's already in me and that I just wasn't using, I'm going to be the man that I want to be. Wow. Beautiful. <laughs> ringing, Beautiful. In, ringing endorsement. Well, there is a lot of talk right now about presence and what, you know, the the power of presence, even in stands. So we think about, you know, some things that are happening in, in um, they're just kind of popping up. You know how these words come and go. Yes. So tell me a little bit more about what is not this mainstream, because sometimes I feel like when people start using the word a presence advocate mm-hmm. or a presence coach, sometimes I think that it gets connected with almost like stand this way so that you can show that you're powerful and it's a little bit more like alpha male type of thing. Ooh, yes. And it, to me, it's like, it. so it loses that nuance. So help my listener understand how it's not that. Yeah, a couple steps back. So first, I was really good at doing, to the point I called myself an MMT, which stands for a master multitasker. Okay. And when I, um, when I, and I had a huge pivot point in my life that it hit me, uh, like bricks falling from the sky and landing all over my body and pinning me to the ground and saying, (laughs) you got to make this change. 
that I realized that I needed more being moments in my life mm. instead of doing moments. Right. So with that, that presence piece, a lot of work that I do is an accurate self-awareness and an EI, emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of people call it soft skills. I don't call it soft skills. I call them performance skills. So IQ got you through school, congratulations, and got you the interview and the job, but EQ is when it all comes together. It's the performing of everyday skills like communication, empathy, listening skills, relationship building. There's 18 competencies within EI that bring that presence. And that presence, so important that it's understood, is not, here's how you be present. Mm -hmm. It's the realization of when you're not being yourself. Right. And so when I call myself uh, helping people bring real back to them, their lives, it's looking at what we thought we were supposed to do, right? Right. Act this way, dress this way, say it this way, act that, you know what I mean? Yeah. That instead in those realizations of going, the moment I am all of me, it's all okay. <laughs> right? And, it, and the situation doesn't matter at that point. No, because you're being true to your values uh, and, and living your full life hmm. and having the impact that you're able to have. Does that make sense? It makes so much sense. And if you think about how we engage with people in the world and as we you know, get up and start walking around, wouldn't it be a wonderful place if we were engaging with other people who were at home in themselves? Yeah, and on that, there's something in when you and I chat a little bit before our official let's turn the mic on now. Um, one thing that I do with everybody in my life is something that I want to introduce to you now about that presence piece. And I was taught when I went through my coach certification with uh, CTI, the Coaches Institute, um, they call it designing an alliance. And here's how it works. And anybody listening to this can do it in any aspects of their lives. I use it every time I facilitate. I use it with every coaching client. I use it in my bishops. I use it in my relationships. I use it in my, like, girl-guy relationships. I have the easiest breakups of my life with this thing. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, I mean, listen hey, up. If free stuff. Work, just take it on. <laughs> okay, and so designing an alliance. Designing okay. An alliance. And here's all it is. What do you need from me? And what do I need from you? Mm-hmm. So it sets the stage. So, for example, Priscilla, if I'm going to spend the time to create and fulfill an RFP, a request for proposal for mm-hmm. a big piece of business, mm-hmm. up front with that potential client, I design the alliance. Here's mm-hmm. what I need from you, client, and what do you need from me as we go through this process? So I have no interest in completing a proposal request, mm-hmm. submitting it being denied and getting no feedback on it up front i want to confirm with them i'm going to get feedback both written and if i want uh verbal and Mm -hmm. written ask for both Mm -hmm. but to get that back for my own learning and development right so what do you need from me what do i need from you to make this work right so examples for this some people say well i need open communication well, what the heck does that mean? Okay. <laughs> right? Right. So we use these silly blanket terms like open communication, and then we've got unexpressed expectations and unwritten expectations on what that means. Mm-hmm. So open communication means to me that if there is something going on, mm-hmm. you're going to tell me about it the moment it's happening. Right. If it- I'm working in a work environment, I want to know how often you're going to be in contact with me if you and I are working together. What medium we need to use? Is it email? Is it voicemail? How quickly you need to hear back from me? Mm-hmm. When you're in front of your computer screen, not really listening to me, do I get to call you out on it? Right. <laughs> yeah, this right. is setting like just some, 
you Thank know, you. up Great. front, um, let, before we seal the deal and, and, and it, it really is saying, well, let's have an upfront contract. You got it. And here's what makes it so important. If you and I do this when it's neutral, when the stuff is really hitting the fan, we've right. already got a plan in place, right? right? And that also allows me to bring up consequences. So a silly example, but let's say, Priscilla, you and I are talking, and every time we talk, you interrupt me again and again and again. It drives me crazy. <laughs> so up front, I'm like, Priscilla, you know what? This is a personal pet peeve of me. It drives me crazy. If you do this, what are, what's my signal going to be to catch you in that moment? Mm-hmm. And I and you say, Nancy, give me the zipper lips. So I run my hand over my, my lips to make it look like zipper. And boom, right. you stop cold turkey. Uh-huh. So we agree to that. So if I go and do that and you don't you keep interrupting me, we need to agree to what the consequence is gonna be. And how do you get to that point? Like is there some kind of permissions that you teach, you know, to be able to to set those into motion? A permission, yes. So it actually I'll give to be a great example. So as a group I, when I'm facilitating, I've got a group of people. Let's say I've got 25 in front of me. Before anybody goes on break, we together agree that if anyone is late coming back from break, they need to sing a song. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I love it. <laughs> so we set a timer. We literally set a timer. Uh-huh. And if anybody comes in after the 10 or 15-minute break late, they have to sing a song. You can't get out of it. And the team has agreed to it. And I literally stand there and we wait till the person sings. Oh, my gosh. I love it. So you have people holding to each other. So, And you and I were speaking earlier about that accountability. Right. We need to make sure everybody agrees. So if I say to you, okay, everybody, before you – we need to know that if you're going to be late coming back from break, you're going to sing a song. Everybody agrees. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a closed-ended question. It's a yes or no answer. <laughs> I you know would what? love to hear this. <laughs> so you've uh-huh. got to get agreement on this stuff. Right, right. And this works in parenting. Like I, my oh, my gosh. I totally parents. agree. Yeah, this, like, I, we got to walk into the store. I, I totally see this. Look. I need to get into the store. What are you looking for? What are you going to want to look at a few toys? This is what mommy needs to go get. How can we agree to how this is going to end? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Setting the, these kind of, uh, I love this, designing an alliance. alliance. I love it. So I'm, I'm going to use it from now on. <laughs> perfect. And here's where I'd push anyone listening. So from a personal or a work standpoint, mm-hmm. you need to be really clear on what you're asking for. Right? right? So um, response times, how open you can be, interrupting was an example used, whatever it is, be detailed and also set um, the agreement to if it doesn't happen, what the repercussion is going to be. Mm. So I have a group, I'm running a national sales program right now for a company that have asked me to come in, so I'm working with the team once a week. So these guys, I mean, they've got a coach coming in, a paid coach, once a week to help them grow their numbers, right, Right. and grow themselves. Four of them, four of them did not have their homework completed the first week. So the night before I was supposed to go in, I emailed everybody and said uh, four people did not get their homework done in time. So those of you who did get double the coaching time, those of you who did not, lessons learned. Wow. Right? They lost their coaching time. Screw me once, screw you. Mm-hmm. Screw me twice, screw me. I learned that in grade <laughs> eight from my mother. There was a boy in my class who did something bad to me. Uh-huh. You treat people how to treat you. Right. Yeah, you it's... are responsible for teaching people that. So you design this alliance, you have to hold each other to it. My partner, we have ours written down. Wow. We reference it. The one that I have with my children is mm-hmm. on our fridge. Right. Right? Right. Because your your balance doesn't stop. 
you know, once you leave work, you still have to be connected to you and actually in the act of being, even if you're not at your work hours. (laughs) And one important piece to knowledge that the design alliance can always be redesigned. So I was working with a coaching client. We were six months into her coaching relationship Mm -hmm. and it was time to start challenging her at another level. Mm -hmm. So we redesigned it. What do you need from me now? If I'm facilitating a group for three days, usually after lunch each day, I'll say, okay, what do you need changed in our alliance? We move the furniture around so they're more comfortable. We get them more comfortable chairs. Some of them need to stand on the back of the room because of their backs. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, things like we all evolve, right? Things change, things right. grow. So we can continue to make adjustments to the alliance, making sure that they work for both parties. Right. So important to set this up up front. And this is so different. You know, uh, we talked a little bit about the need to be able to have uh, these kind of clear expectations from a vendor to a client. But then it's, you know, as you know, in your work to your employees to, you know, and, and on and on. I find it interesting that people leave it out a lot of times when they're working with the vendor. Oh, it is shocking. So I actually had two people I was working with last week, two vendors, Mm -hmm. who both asked me for more money last week. Mm -hmm. Last week, it was Tuesday. (laughs) They both asked me on Monday. I'm like, what is going on this week? Mm -hmm. However, because of our design alliance, both verbal and in writing, I was easily able to go back and say, here's what we agreed to. If the Mm -hmm. following was to happen, aka extra hours, blah, 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 blah. Here's how we said it was going to be communicated, and none of that's happened. Right. And they both said, "You're right. We had agreed, and I will finish this. What I, I'll finish what I started." Right. Wow. Right. And that's not a like it's it's not about a couple dollars. It's about your word. Well, it's about your word, yeah, and it's also about a clarity of understanding what you deliver and how long it's going to take you to deliver it. You know, that's not really falling on the client's shoulders when maybe you've you know not seen the project clear enough or didn't ask the right questions at the beginning of it. And I, I feel like it cuts both ways for as a vendor, you know, we're, we're uh, a client and we're a vendor in different days and it should be, it should be the same. It, yes. it, it should absolutely cut both ways. Well, you and I, oh God, I, I love this stuff. So I, I feel like that's such a great, and, and, and my and my listeners just got a, a massive freebie. So that's what you can do. You can design your life with, with, uh, with uh, alliances uh, that will absolutely impact um, the quality of your mental state, and I actually, feel. <laughs> while I catch it, I mean, call it whatever you want to call it, people. Some call it a pact. Some call it a communication log. Some call it a plan. Mm-hmm. Make it yours. We just talked about the importance of being authentic, uh, authentic mm-hmm. and being real. So if you've liked what you've heard, but the term doesn't work for you, well, lose the term. Right, Choose right. another name for right. it, right? Mm-hmm. Yet what you need to put in place to make sure that you're getting what you want to get from the the relationship, the vendorship, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and uh, that it's ongoing growing. Right. Right. That's the also piece as well. The well, also, the also it's, piece. it's so interesting, Nancy. We keep showing up in some of the same places, you know, and I feel like in a lot of ways where we are in our business, we're looking for that next level. Mm. And I I love this kind of talk because you're offering me something that is very tangible 
that I can put into practice right away. But it's something that if I truly understood it and sat with it and gave it a little bit of space, it could really dramatically affect and and perfect, you know, my offering and, and my skill set. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. You were the first person uh, as my guest who really asked, hey, what's your listener like? Who is this exactly? So, Who's the target? I, I love it. I love it. But we have three different three different targets, three different types of listeners here. But really with the work that you and I end up talking about, we're constantly dealing with um, that VP of marketing. And I think you probably have that as one of your client personas too, the VP of probably of sales. Yes. Um, you know, awesome. or, you know, um, I don't know, who who else do you deal with? You you work with a VP or sometimes do you work with the owner? Is that who hires uh, Very you? much. So, okay. uh, but yes, often a senior piece, it's either helping leaders be better coaches or employees mm-hmm. be better communicators, either within the mm-hmm. work environment, in the corporate environment or out to the consumer. Okay, awesome. So all levels, but yeah, it starts with the C, the the senior guys for sure. Yeah. So um, not you know we can talk a little bit more about who that is, but I just want to tag one little thing into that is that I feel as a when I am in the situation as a vendor, and I I wonder if you feel this way too. A lot of times the things that my potential client or client does not say, they never tackle that subject of. But Priscilla, how am I going to hold you accountable? Mm. And it's so much better if I come in offering that at the beginning. And let me tell you what you can expect from us, because they don't have that conversation with us. And I don't know why it is exactly. But when I clear the smoke and just say that at the beginning and say, look, I also know I'm going to be held accountable. And here's how. Mm-hmm. So let's understand it. That really changes, you know, the nature of the relationship. Is that how yeah. what you experience? Well, two things. One of what I'm really hearing is you acknowledging that. I'm really hearing what you're forming is a partnership. Mm-hmm. And it takes a transaction out of it, right? So very often it can feel like an us and them when we go into that situation. Right. I'm going in as a vendor or the opposite. The corporation's like, oh, here comes a vendor. And you can feel like uh-huh. the blue shirts and <laughs> I'm the growing. green shirts. And let's see who can get the first goal. Right. I'm not looking to score against you. I'm, I'm, I'm on your team. Right, right. Right? And it's acknowledgement. They are, they are professionals. They're facing so many challenges every day. It's an acknowledgement that they're in their own battlegrounds. Yes. And that being said, I'm therefore coming in as an ally and I'm coming in to be in that role that they need filled on their team. Right. So with that, a couple of things that I keep in mind, and actually ironically coming back to the Design Alliance, I teach very often we hear the golden rule when we're being when we're growing up. Do mm-hmm. unto others as you want done to you. Mm-hmm. And I was taught years ago instead the platinum rule. Mm. Do unto others how they want done to them. <laughs> because Priscilla, I can Nancy and Nancy and Nancy you, and after a while, you're going to be like, enough of the Nancy. Give me some Priscilla. I need to do it the way you want it done. I have never heard it said like that. Oh, Here, really? In our in our culture, we call that the analogous break. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's so funny. But yeah, you don't give to somebody what you want. You give to somebody what they want, what they need. And so, that requires relationship to know. And with that, coming back to that design alliance, before you go in to set one up right. as a corporate, as a, a vendor, whatever your role is going to be, uh-huh. I want you to sit down with a piece of paper and, and draw a line down the middle of a piece of paper. On the one side, you're writing what you think they might want from you. And on the other side, you're going to write what you think you might want from them. Mm-hmm. Because so many people aren't used to being asked. Think about it. If I, like, I'm a vendor going to this corporation, what might they want from me? Right. Accountability. Well, what the heck is that? Mm-hmm. They want me to deliver under budget and under time and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right up the list. 
So when I go in to have that conversation, they might not say, they might say to me, hey, listen, ideally, obviously, budget's important to us, but we need this job done properly. So instead, we need you to let us know when you're at X amount of hours and what's remaining to be done so we get this done right the first time. Wow. What a refreshing conversation that is. Oh, yeah. They'll, and they'll feel it. They'll feel it like wash over them. <laughs> you got it. The second thing that's really big to me with this vendor piece that you're speaking to, mm-hmm. trust. So when I go into organizations, so my focus is intentional communication. Mm-hmm. So with that, before I touch communication, I design an alliance and I get clear on what trust is. My favorite definition of trust is by Robert Hurst. And that uh, definition is a confident reliance in someone mm-hmm. when you're in a state of vulnerability. And I'll say it again for you because mm-hmm. it's so good. You need it to write is. it down. Confident reliance in someone when you're in a state of vulnerability. And every client that I'm working with, anybody in my life mm-hmm. that I care about, I want to be able to have this with and vice versa. Now, there's going to be different levels that it gets to, right? Low, medium, high with trust. I get that. Yet for me to be successful mm-hmm. in what I do, I need to have individuals I'm working with who can get vulnerable. Because if you can't get that between a vendor and the corporation, good luck in getting to the end goal. Right. We can't have any change, and we certainly are not going to innovate. And in my world, it goes even deeper. We're certainly not going to get creative. You got it. So (laughs) if we and our design alliance haven't gotten clear on confidentiality, Mm -hmm. right, and being able to share at that level of vulnerability, saying, hey, I don't get it. Tell it to me another way. Mm -hmm. Or... I don't know. I don't have that answer. Right. What we need to create within our partnership between us mm-hmm. to be able to admit that. We got to get clear on that. Yeah. yeah. There has to be, yeah, there has to be an equitable or I, I don't know what is the word equitable or maybe a, a safe place um, safe. to be able to to have that kind of communication. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And that goes, you know, just like the other things you mentioned, that goes for within an organization and as we operate on the outside. I just, I feel like a lot of times people talk with me about like they bring in coaches or bring bring in um, changes inside their organization, but then they don't treat the vendors or the people outside of it any differently. And it's so connected to me, Mm, you know, how they're treating the outside is how they're treating the inside, you know? And yes. And an interesting piece when you said that to me, we often start off in a good spot. So ironically, we trust pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yet it's restoring trust that we do a terrible job at. Oh, terrible job. And when I say that, if we give trust, like lickety split quick, pretty quickly, but if we just give you one chance, a company does one thing wrong with an employee, with a vendor, with a whatever, there's a different taste in their mouth. Mm-hmm. And the trust level changes. And with that trust level changing, the whole game changes. Right. So I actually spent a lot of time with organizations and helping them understand the steps to restoring trust because mm. that's a big piece to this. So out of the gate, you start sharing, you design the lines, you get clear on what that looks like. One of the things I'd love to know if I'm working with someone, this is what we've agreed to. At any point of time, if you're feeling you're getting less than that from me or I am from you, how soon will you have that conversation with me so we can get it back on track? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's it, key. Yeah. Because think about it. Oh, well, six months. I'm working with a company actually right after our call. Mm-hmm. Her starting line, mm-hmm. 27 months ago. 27 months 
ago. Oh my gosh. That's a that's a long time. Yeah. Oh <laughs> we man. We missed the window. So I've been brought in to help with this. Right, right. How quickly? Yeah. How quickly can we get things back on track? How poorly is this sleeping at night? Wow. <laughs> Well, yeah, that tells you that there's, I mean, if it's if it's uh, 27 months, you know, what other things in her life has she let go for years and years without tackling the truth in it? Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. That's, so 27 months is extreme, yet I, again and again, you know mm-hmm. how often I'm working with organizations. It started three months ago. It started six months ago. Mm-hmm. A year ago when my new boss came on, mm-hmm. none of it gets addressed. It gets swept under the carpet and everybody jumps over the carpet like it's a speed bump. Right. 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 Ignoring it. Yeah. Got to address this stuff. So I want to get clear up front on what trust looks like to the other person I'm working with. Mm -hmm. And if anything starts to shift for them, how will be communicated with us so we can keep ourselves on track? Well, and I think that you have so many other things that, uh, you know, that are really there's a lot of nuanced, uh, you, you know, skills that need to be learned around those. It's not just as simple as, okay, now you told me that I need to build trust with people. No, there's just a lot of small things you have to ask yourself. And I, I love your blog because I feel like you ask a lot of the small questions, mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of the small questions that lead up to it. And I feel like it's it's like nurturing me into that larger trust conversation. I, I think it's super awesome. Thank um, you, you. I will admit, so for me, I when people will call and say, hey, listen, we want you to come speak at our gig or mm-hmm. at our session, yeah. I'll say, I'll come and speak, but here's how I work. I will not come in and just be the sage in the stage in the front of the room. For me, it's so much about action. So I don't Mm -hmm. want people to walk away and go, that was nice. Mm -hmm. She was great. Mm -hmm. Loved her energy. Those are nice things. I want them to go, wow, here's Mm -hmm. what I'm going to change in my day, in my week, in my life. So it's always about the how. So very much of what you get from me when I'm facilitating or keynote Mm -hmm. speaking or coaching is what you get in the blog. I'm not just there to give you a one way. I'm asking mm-hmm. you questions and mm-hmm. you've got a whole right. Yeah. Well, tell tell my audience because my audience is very much this VP of marketing, people who are struggling to make some of these changes internally and, you know, they just have so much on their plate and they need to know that if they're going to read something, it is going to be helpful. It is going to be time well spent. It is going to contribute to the real day in and day out issues that, that they're facing. So I, I, I love the blog. So tell tell my listeners how they can follow it and what else, because there's just so there's just so much too. I mean, you have a fantastic book out. And obviously, you're available available for keynotes. And but but what's your sweet spot? What how do you like to connect with people? Well, one I'll first share with you from a blog standpoint. Everyone's welcome to pop on to nancymilton.ca, and there's a button on the homepage right there. Click it; it signs you up. My blog is uh, once a week. Sometimes no, I'd say you get it at least three times a month. Sometimes four. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's free, but it's always there's questions there. There's action items for you, and if there's specific things that are going on, understanding it all falls under the intentional communication do a search if you've got something that's going on that's an issue with you and your organization delegation Mm -hmm. level two listening whatever it may be the second thing that i'm finding more and more people are going to priscilla that might be useful for your your team of listeners here um i've got a youtube channel and i actually just made 10 new videos that will be up there by the end of february and what they are are three minute segments that give you a quick teaser Wisdom how-tos on topics. So I just did one on fear. I did another one on trust. Um, I, I, I go on, There's one there on designing an alliance. 
So it gives you that quick hit to get you started. Right. And because some people, oh, I've got so many blogs coming in. If that's what you feel like, (laughs) pop onto the YouTube. And actually, what I've got more organizations doing is they've come to me for a training session, and then they roll it out with their company using one of my three-minute videos, and then they build on it. So they're great hits for um, if you're doing a quick skill drill in an account meeting or mm-hmm. a sales meeting or something like that, too. They're, they're free for that. Well, awesome. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll put um, push one of those on our Facebook, too, and, oh, and some of our social media when we are when we send this podcast out, because I think those would be very helpful. And I think people do engage differently with the video than they do reading the blog, and it feels maybe sometimes a little bit more doable when they see someone else talking about it and engaging with the, with the you know, just like a new idea. It, it seems a little bit a little bit easier. So and you can often hear the energy different in a video. The yeah. last piece I want to acknowledge because you brought it up, uh, the book that I've, I've got two books. The one in particular for your team, uh, I call it. It's called the Happy Place. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And why I wrote it, or one of the reasons why I wrote it, is that coaching can be costly, mm-hmm. and a number of people are not good at asking for help. <laughs> so it is a uh, what I call a read and and journal workbook. So it's a chapter-by-chapter book that has questions throughout it. So literally, Mm -hmm. you read 12 pages, 15 pages, whatever the chapter is in length, Mm -hmm. and then there's questions there for you. So it's like you're going through a coaching process, Mm -hmm. yet you can do it in your pajamas, on your couch, in your own home. Who doesn't want to get some uh, free coaching on um, in their pajamas? I mean, that's it. what it is. <laughs> so, and, and they're welcome to. The first three chapters of the book are free. If, again, you go to the website, nancymilton.ca. So try it on. Oh, but I'm just telling free. you, just don't bother with the first three. Once you're on the first three chapters, you're uh, hooked. So just go for it. <laughs> you got to go download it. Yeah, I, I think it's such a better blueprint for making changes when you have to actually interact with it. And I, I love that. I love that piece to it. And I think that people finally really actually ask themselves the hard questions in a different way than just reading it from you someone. Agree. It, you agree. It makes you get real with it. Well, anybody, anybody listening who's ever tried to diet, right, or lose weight, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's one thing to attempt to eat better. But yeah, mm-hmm. when you need to write it down, right. oh, then you get real with it. <laughs> well, and, and I'm a big process. I'm a big proponent for journaling and really getting, and I, that's a big part of the process for me about getting clear. And I feel like so much of your message is based on you first have to get clear about your life and who you are. You and you know, I see that in your, in your book, and I, I think that's such a wonderful gift uh, to give people to get clear about their own lives. You got it. Thank you. You know, uh, there's a, a course that I run called Intentional Leader. Leadership. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first segment is a couple days long and it's connecting with self. Mm. And we need to do that before we can get you to connect with anybody else, the relationships, the team, the organization or the, you know, the world at large. If you don't know you, right. good luck with the other pieces working. So that's where <laughs> I end up spending a lot of time there. Yeah, yeah. right. I love it. Good. Okay, tell people one more time because that three free chapters of your book is a nice little incentive. So tell people where they can find that and where they can find you. A couple places. So nancymilton.ca and under books, if you click on that, you can find The Happy Place. And my other book is called Your Weight Loss G-Spot. So that's a whole other story, Priscilla. But you know, <laughs> that's another that's know. another podcast. I love it. I love it. It sure is. It's a, another great workbook. Um, so you can go there. You can go to chapters for the book. You can go to Amazon.ca. But the first three chapters are going to be free, specifically off my site, thenancemilton.ca. Awesome. Well, I know you and I will see each other again in these forums where we're really trying to connect with uh, women who are just trying to bring 
our businesses, our lives, our relationships up to the next level. And I, I so enjoy our connection. And thank you for all these freebies for my listeners. I, I know that I know I'll get a lot of feedback on them. So, um, Nancy, it was just a pleasure. Thank you for coming on my podcast. Fantastic. <laughs> I, for me to be able to give a couple tips and tools to help other people get where they want to get thrilled to have the opportunity. So thank you for giving me the space to be able to share some of those. Really appreciate it, Gurley. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this thank is you. Nancy Milton with Priscilla McKinney for Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Podcast. And we want you to have a great day and find your happy place. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.